We still haven't had much in-person darts around the world since last March, but one place that did have some in-person darts was the Reykjavik International Games just over a week ago. Runner-up in that event and Vice President of the Iceland Darts Association is Matthias Ern Fredriksson, and he joins me now. How are you, Matthias? Hi, Andrew. It's a good pr- pronunciation of my name. Well done. <laughs> I remember some things from when I came to Iceland, so... Uh, Iceland has been doing quite well fighting the the virus, mm. and we haven't we haven't had uh, any for a few days now any uh, positive cases, mm. well, confirmed cases for a while now. So uh, I w- and, uh, they are the government are opening up even more. I think which it's just good for everybody. I think we're still getting. We have strict control at the border. You know, you need to get tested when you arrive and quarantine for five days and then get tested again. Hmm. So that has played a big part of, of keeping, keeping the country COVID-free. Hmm. So we're just, you know, looking forward to it uh, for uh, the next few months. See, see how... how uh, the sporting live in Iceland will, will pick up and, and the darts as well. Well, I mean, as I mentioned at the start, you were able to play darts. I mean, you played in the final just last night on Icelandic television. But before we talk yes. about the darts, can you tell me a little bit more about the, the Reykjavik International Games? It's now the second year that we've hosted uh, the Reykjavik International Games, uh, uh, or Rick, as we call it, it's a it's a it's a yearly event in Iceland, and uh, there are a lot of sports. It's it takes part uh, for it's around what two or three weeks, and we we compete in all sorts of events. I was just watching the bowling competition right now before your call. So uh, and and that has been a part of Rick for two years now. Yeah, we, we finished, and for the first time we played the final on national TV, like you said, which which is you know it's great for the sport, mm. and, and you can you can sense how people are noticing the sport more and more and more, and the vendors who sell the equipment, the clubs, it you know the vendors are they are always ordering new uh, inventory because it just Everybody, everything gets sold out, uh, and the, uh, the clubs are getting more and more members, and more clubs are joining as well, which is great to see. So uh, it's it's looking really bright at, at the moment. To have something like that on national television is not something that that many countries can boast. And I mean, even if you you don't win the game. To be playing on national television is still a very positive experience for, for any player. Of course. I mean, unfortunately, I lost 7-1, which was a complete disaster. But for the, for the sport in, in, in general, it's just uh, it's an amazing it's an amazing thing to have. And uh, it really started... I mean, darts has been playing... We've been playing darts in Iceland for 30, 40 years. Uh, but it's only now, especially since uh, one of our TV stations started to show the World Championship here in, on Icelandic TV for the first time. That was, I don't know, maybe three years ago. All of a sudden, everybody started talking about darts. 
uh, it was just and it kind of grew the interest in the sport a lot so uh, we owe a big thank you to the TV channels that uh, want to show especially Icelandic dance this is the third event now in a yeah we had two events uh, yes uh, last year we had one at Easter and one during the Christmas time just before the world championship and now we had the final of the the Reykjavik international game so it's just a wonderful thing and hopefully it will will continue because it's a great it's, it's awesome TV to, to have mm. and to watch of course and do you think darts is sort of becoming more popular in Iceland because of your climate where you do spend a lot of time indoors because you have quite long winters <laughs> yeah Iceland is the perfect place to play darts that's completely right I mean I don't know if you can hear it but it's like raining cats and dogs outside and it's windy so playing darts every Icelander should should be uh, playing the sport and it's just a matter of you know I didn't hear about the sport until I was 24 hmm. I didn't even know it, it existed so just getting the exposure you know letting you know yeah, getting the attention of more and more it just it, it helps you know Looking at the, the Reykjavik International Games, you had over 100 players playing in the tournament, so you must have been very happy with those numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the biggest event in Iceland ever. It's just, it's amazing, and to see all the new faces, the new players, it, it's just made us, you know, the, the ones who are, who were organizing the event, you know, it just made us extremely proud just to see how how the sport is growing. And mm. uh, maybe COVID had a little impact that, you know, everybody was getting thirsty to play darts. Mm. I saw some of the photos from the weekend. The venue you were playing in looked absolutely fantastic. It's, I haven't been to many, but this is by far the best uh, darting place or club that I've ever seen. They've put so much, you know, thought into every little detail, and the place looks amazing. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's got the main hall, which has 21 dartboards, plus a stage where you can have even more dartboards, and then you have uh, two floors, the upper and lower, which have, I think, around 20 boards in total. And uh, it, it has food, it has drinks, it has uh, sports, uh, multiple TV screens. And it's just the perfect place for a big tournament, darts tournament. And hopefully we can bring, you know, get the attention of the big boys. Mm -hmm. That would be the dream, the dream to host, you know, a World Series, a Euro Tour, because now we have the facilities to do so. Mm -hmm. So it's like a brand new purpose-built venue for darts? Yes, yes, 100%. It's called Bullseye Reykjavik. It's located downtown Reykjavik, so you cannot get a better location. It's just straight uh, downtown Reykjavik. you got hotels, you got the shopping malls, everything. You mm. know, a few meters away. It's a really big boost for the, for the sports here in, in Iceland. And if all goes to plan, that's where the, the Iceland Open is going to be in April as well, isn't it? Uh, 
yes, we, we have decided to, it's the only venue big enough to host Iceland Open this year. So, yeah, yeah, we'll host it there. Hmm. And we, uh, for other tournaments, we have, we just posted our calendar for the year. It depends on the registration. We might play most of the events over there, but we're not sure. And in terms of the competition, I know you said that the final was a bit of a disaster, but you played really well before then. So how would you assess your, your performance in the tournament? I mean, looking at averages, I was on top of the list overall at the tournament, so I can't be too you know, sad about it. But averages don't win your games. Yeah, personally for me, I it, it takes its toll to because I I I was on the board, you know, you know, hosting the event. I, I managed the the setting up. We used Start Connect, mm. and I I had to set that up. I had to handle all the registrations. Um, there was a there was a pre you know tournament on the Friday, so. It was a lot of effort to make sure everything went well. Plus, playing in it took a lot of toll, and, and uh, I'm sitting in my bed now, and I'm I'm kind of tired. <laughs> <laughs> and when you were playing, did you have any specific protocols in place because of the, the virus? Yeah, that was. Uh, we had um, the national guidelines that we went after. Rick had had a had a special, um, you know, ag- agreement. To, to be able to host some of the events and we had we had masks for uh, you know you had to wear a mask every time uh, you were not playing mm. so if you were marking or just walking around you had to wear a mask there were you know sanitizers everywhere and we we tried to to keep the we have a two meter try to keep two meter rule mm. so there were a few few uh, few uh, rules that we we abided and the, the cops even showed up on uh, I think it was Saturday just to see how we were doing it and they were really pleased with us that wasn't an issue and before I kind of talk about the work that you do with the Iceland Darts Association and your future in the sport I want to throw it back a bit how did you first get into darts? I, I got into darts when I was yeah, 24, I think it was in 2012, and I didn't know. Like I said, I had no idea that this was, that was even my sport. My friend, who I was playing football with at the time, uh, introduced me to the sport. Then I <laughs> I didn't rate it that high, but I, then I just kind of I think I watched one tournament, and I think it was the World Championship, and I just wow fell in love. Started playing, picked up picked up a set. Uh, the place I was rented, renting at the time had a passport in the in the garage. So I just you know started throwing and wow and thought wow this is this is a great sport. It's completely different to the football, you know, where you have a team sport and uh, you rely on the team. You know, one can have a bad day and the team makes up for it, and you need your adrenaline 100% and then you play darts it's complete opposite it's all up to you you need to you need to be focused you need to be relaxed your heart rate can't go very high and you need to control your emotions and be extremely focused so uh, it was kind of yeah a few things that 
drew drew me to the sport. And when since you know 2012, I I realized I looked over the standard in Iceland and thought to myself, you know, there is opportunity to grow the sport here. You know, because uh, we have the the standard wasn't at the time wasn't you know great. So, you know, I like a challenge. You know, I, I wanted to help build up the sport in the country. And uh, I think when we started streaming, it, it really helped the sport, you know, in general, both in Iceland and just all over the world, because there weren't a lot of people streaming darts when we started in 2016 or 17. But today, you see, it's almost every day. You you check out Facebook and everybody, somebody's streaming a tournament or a game or, you know, it's, it's amazing to see how, how it, it has grown in, in these, in these uh, yeah, just a couple of years. Well, I was going to say, I knew, I knew you played football before. This is a slightly strange story. Basically... I I went to Iceland on holiday a number of years ago and I loved it. And in my day job, I work on the, the video game Football Manager. And okay. when I play the game, I often manage in, you know, a Scandinavian country. And I can say that I think it was Football Manager 19. I actually signed you to the Icelandic team I was managing. And then when I, I knew you were playing darts at the same time, I was like, is this the same guy? And then I realised it was the same guy, which was kind of cool. So. Yeah, brilliant. I hope I scored a lot of goals. Uh, you were very useful at set pieces, so, you oh. know. <laughs> good to know, good to know. Um, but on that note, why did you stop playing football in 2019? Uh, there were, I think, two main reasons why I stopped. There were, I got a concussion in uh, 2018, got hit pretty bad on the head and it took a while to recover. And after that, uh, kind of, I wasn't a hundred percent, you know, at training or because I was unconsciously, I don't know, uh, just not. I didn't. I like at training. I didn't want to hit the ball or anything. Or so the fun kind of went. Mm. And uh, that was one of the reasons. The other reason was uh, me and my wife had had our first child. And uh, un- unfortunately, she she died only five days old. She, there was some, there were troubles giving uh, birth. She was not breathing when she came out. So uh, uh, yeah, that was kind of yeah. That's, that's the worst experience that you can ever, you know, um, to to lose a child, and that kind of changed. Uh, both of our lives um, it took a while and it's it never you know the the, the grief it, it never goes away it, it's, you take it day by day mm. and uh, and then in uh, we and then in uh, late 2018 we got pregnant again and uh, we had uh, our second uh, daughter uh, Oshk in April of 2019 and you know just I was getting I, uh, age wise I, I wasn't 
I could have played, and I'm still, you know, I might play this summer with uh, like a lower lower league team, but uh, I, I think my time was just with the sport, you know, just coming to an end. And and I said to myself, if you don't enjoy it, then uh, there's no real reason to to play anymore. So and the Darts interest was, you know, growing and growing. So I thought to myself, you know, it's now it's now it's a good time to. We got a new coach, and uh, yeah, I just thought now it's a good time to to start working on my Darts career. <laughs> hmm. Well, I'm very sorry, you know, to hear of your loss. That that is an awful thing for for you and your wife to have to go through. Is that, in a sense, a form of motivation for you to to succeed in whatever it is you're doing? No matter what I do, I want to do it 100. Mm. I want to I put I put everything into it, and uh, you know this experience, you know, it taught both of us to you know just live one day at a time. You you never know what what can happen, so. Yeah, I really I don't know what what else to say. It's it's uh, the, the the grief never goes. I mean, you think about it every day, but but uh, you just have to, you know. I mean, it's somebody says that time heals all wounds, but it, <laughs> it's not really true. Mm. It 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 just gets it just gets a little bit easier. It's dead, but but it never goes away. Mm. So, but yeah. But I mean, looking back to to the dark side, how did you kind of move from playing it and taking up a you know just taking up the sport and playing it to becoming the the vice president of the, the national darts organization? Um, it's, it kind of just happened. I know there were they they wanted me in the board, so. And I knew I could put my influence on, uh, you know, try to get the, the um, what do you say, the scene, the darting scene changes a little bit, make it a little bit more, you know, professional. For example, our ranking events used to be on a Thursday night and you would play a round robin and then a knockout. And you, if you would go far, you, you were maybe home at, one or two a.m., which for me isn't really professional. So uh, our ranking events now take place during the weekends. We have four ranking events over the weekend: two on a Saturday, two on a Sunday, and it's just straight knockout. So best of nine legs, which makes you you have to prepare, uh, especially if you go deep. You need to be have the stamina to play long games, and this is you know this is PTC style game, you know, always a knockout, best of nine legs, and you can't, you, you, yeah, you can't relax, like in a group stage, you can kind of work your way into it, but sudden death, you need to be ready, and you need to prepare, yeah, you need to be ready for the, yeah, the first game. And I mean, the, the, the Icelandic dart scene now, I think is seen by a lot of people as a real professional benchmark for you know, national organisations, because you use Dark Connect, you know, you have the Live Darts Iceland, you stream, you know, you stream your ranking events, you stream opens. 
I'm guessing that, and obviously you, you run the Icelandic Premier League as well, that sort of professionalism, that must be something that you're very proud of, but also something that is incredibly important to you. Yeah, extremely. I mean, uh, we live on an island. It's it's pretty hard to get a, like to play with a with extremely good player. If I talk to myself, I mean, there there are a few players here in Iceland who are uh, very very committed to the sport and want to become good. And uh, by making and creating a scene that helps that. I look at the sport here in Iceland is kind of twofold. We, you have the people that uh, play for more for fun, and then you have the guys and girls who uh, want to take this seriously, like more and want to achieve something in the sport. And we need to have uh, a framework for that group to be able to grow, to be able to go abroad and compete and uh, give them the experience that they need to become better. And streaming tournaments is a big thing, you know, playing in front of hundreds of people who are watching. It, it's a, it adds to the pressure, which makes you better in the, in the long term. And in a sense, all the kind of stuff and setup you've got, I mean, you guys were sort of ideally prepared last year when the, the world went into lockdown and you were able to start running online events straight away. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I saw that uh, Dark Connect, they were, they were quick to come up with their uh, Dark Connect lobby, which gives you the opportunity to play webcam darts against other members of Dark Connect, which was just, you know, amazing. And, uh, uh, yeah, as soon as the lockdown, uh, Iceland really didn't have, never had a proper, you know, lockdown. But uh, we were advised, you know, not to travel and we stayed indoors, you know, uh, voluntarily just to help fight, fight this thing. So that was a good thing for darts, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's not the same as playing uh, a com- competitive match in person, but it does give you, you know, uh, some level of of competition. You know, last year I know Iceland, as you said, managed fairly well because you shut your borders and so on. The Iceland Open looked like last September it was going to go ahead. It wasn't able to. How close were you were you to actually being able to run the event? close. I think we were in between the first and the second wave. I, I think, yeah. Um, it was, we had, I think we had a board meeting just a few weeks before and it, it was 50-50. You know, so um, unfortunately we, we weren't able to, to host it and I think that was the right decision at the time. But this year we are planning it. Uh, I think it's in the beginning of April, 2nd of April, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. And it will be, you know, it will be a great event. We will have, we will have a Friday tournament and then we'll have Iceland Open on Saturday and Iceland Masters on uh, Sunday. Hmm. 
And uh, I think it's category, the WGF, they have, I think it's a bronze category, mm. but we are aiming to make it possibly a silver, and we're working on it. Mm. So, I mean, the more, the higher you, you get up, if you get to gold or silver or gold, I mean, more price money, more points, uh, uh, better players show up to the event. And that's just better for the Icelandic players to get good experience against uh, good players. And do you think by then there'll be any changes to the quarantine measures, which would mean people from outside Iceland could come in and play? I don't know about the, the border. Uh, I don't expect they them to to loosen it more. I, but I don't know. I, I don't think so. Mm. Unfortunately, but it could happen. I mean, depends on how well the vaccinations go. We've started here in Iceland, and hopefully, we will have had lots of vaccinated people by the by when we start. Yeah, we hope for a for a great tournament. And judging by uh, the numbers that that played Rick. I would expect even greater numbers at Iceland Open. Hmm. Well, I mean, thankfully with the vaccines, Iceland don't have too many people to do overall, so you should hopefully be able to get through it fairly quickly. Yeah, it just depends on uh, how how much of the vaccine we get. Hmm. We're not we're not really happy with the amount. We we've only done I think about uh, five or eight percent of the whole country. We don't. We we know we're getting the vaccine. We just don't know when. Hmm. So that that's kind of kind of bummer. We would we would want the government to be more strict and just you know make make it happen. Hmm. And in a sense, kind of the shutdown everywhere came at a weird time because, you know, twenty nineteen, you were looking to kick on. You won the Reykjavik Open. You won the Premier League. You went to Q School at the start of last year. And I mean, last year was still good for you. I mean, you won, you know, you won the two televised events that they did. But in a sense, do you feel that you weren't able to, to kick on last year as much as you would have wanted to? Yeah, I mean, yeah, last year was 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 okay for me. Um, like you said, I, I played well. Um, I wanted to go to Q school, but I, just because of you know COVID and the restrictions, I decided that. And my 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 level of performance is not really where I want it to be. I mean, I went last year just to get the experience, get to know how how it is, and how the feeling is, you know, to play with 500, uh, 300 other best players and be in the same area and just you know take it all in. So I have that experience now. Now I just need to yeah, I need, I need to practice. I need to get a little bit better go from 20 darts to 18 at least uh, on on average and uh, after that hopefully next year I will I will be able to maybe do some damage I don't know hmm. that's the pl- that's the plan <laughs> and am I right in thinking I, I know I've read an interview that you did around the time you went to Q school last year do you have a fear of flying I don't like it no uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's. I mean, I mean, uh, especially take off and landing, uh, kind of my. But 
the more you do it, the easier it gets. Hmm. Uh, uh, I used to, I even worked at an airport in, in Akureyri, up north. I hmm. worked there for only two or three summers. I watched planes go all the way, and like every day. So why, but I'm still a little, I know, I mean, I'm an uneasy. Say. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm like petrified. I do fly, but if I can drive, I mean, I would drive. Hmm. I know you've released the, the Icelandic schedule now. Kind of, what's the plan for you for, for this year? My plan for this year is to win every single tournament I enter. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I want to. I want to I, I, I perform. I want to show what I can do here at home, I want to put that on the competition floor. Hmm. Uh, I've had I've had a few hundred average uh, practice games at home and you know then every yeah that's just go, uh, going to tournaments that's just something I want to try to replicate and, and maybe just yeah play well and, and win every, every, every game. Hmm. That's 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 the goal. Just as a last question, because I know you said you were you were tired. What would it mean for darts in Iceland if someone from Iceland was able to qualify for a big darts tournament? Whether that was the the PDC World Cup, so it was you know a team, or it was like a PDC World Championships, or you know something on the the WDF side and the TV stages. What would that mean to darts in Iceland? Uh, it would mean everything. I think. It would it would increase the the awareness of the sport and make it more mainstream here in Iceland. But for that to happen, we need to get more Icelanders to attend these events at the start. There, there only be we, we've only been like three or four that have regularly competed on the PTC Nordic and Baltic Tour. So we need to get the numbers up. Let them know that that we can compete, and you you can't beat them. Unless you play them, so our goal at the Icelandic Darts Association is to increase the number of players, increase uh, increase the number of players that you know take it seriously and give them and show them how yeah how we can compete against the the good guys. There is a, a big jump to play, I mean, to and to beat the top guys in the Scandinavian countries, and that something that we need to do if we want to go to, for example, Ali Pali. I mean, we need to finish in the top two of the of the Pro Tour uh, Order of Merit. That's 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 really really difficult. But like I said, with practice and commitment, I mean, why not? Why not? Indeed. Thank you very much for your time this evening, Matthias. I really do appreciate it, and hopefully. The Iceland Open's able to go ahead and you can have a really strong year and you can go on and win everything you enter. Uh, that would be, yeah, let's hope so. I'm not making any promises, but I will, I will do my best. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye.